0: Hello and welcome to SaaS Marketing Insights, the show where we ask SaaS founders, CEOs, marketers, and investors about the lessons they've learned in their quest to grow their companies. My name is Paul Stevenson and I'm founder and CEO of SaaS marketing agency 47 Insights. On today's show, I have an interview with Will Fraser, co founder and CEO of Sasquatch. Hope you enjoy it. Today, I'm pleased to have Will Fraser from Sasquatch, uh, he's company CEO. Correct. Uh, very pleased for you to be here, Will, today. Thank you very much for having me. Um, tell me a bit more about Sasquatch.
1: Yeah, so Sasquatch uh, is kind of a unique platform. We help customers or customer marketers really grow their lifetime value. So unlike traditional platforms that might focus on opens and clicks, uh, we actually focus on dollars. Great, so how did that uh, get started? Or how did you get started In SaaS? Yeah, so I got started in SaaS the pretty traditional way. Um, I started working uh, on weapon systems. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? (laughs) Um, No, so I was working as a consulting engineer. uh, And 2008 happened. uh, The economic downturn kind of got rid of that. So I did the responsible thing. I packed up my bags and I went uh, to Europe. Um, Yep, took uh, took all the money I had and just thought we'd travel uh, no, but while I was actually uh, traveling, uh, a buddy of mine uh, gave me a phone call, and we'd always known that we were going to start a company. Uh, we just didn't know when. We thought it was going to be much later. Uh, he gave me a phone call and said, hey, um, there's these, these investors that are trying to partner with the University of Victoria. Uh, they want to launch an entrepreneurial engineering program. Uh, we need another person to join the team, though, so will you come home?
0: Um, so <laughs> you'd spent all, all of your money by. I then, had right? no money. I had no money.
1: Um, no and, prospects. And officially, it was a master's degree program, and school had started already when he phoned me. So I uh, I bought myself a box of like stroopwafels, like the uh, the candied waffle or waffles. Um, when I was in Amsterdam, I put those under my arm. I got on a plane. <laughs> uh, I came back to uh, to Victoria. I bribed everyone with waffles. Um, and miraculously they allowed me to enroll,
0: um, a few weeks late. Wow. So, yeah. And so, um, did you form this business like straight out of university, straight, straight off the course? Or? Yeah.
1: So we actually founded another company first, mm-hmm. uh, a company called Upick, uh, which was a SaaS business as well. Uh, and it was working in the social media promotion space. So sweepstakes, giveaways, things like that on yeah. Facebook. Um, and we learned a really important lesson. Uh, And it's called platform dependency. So we had built our product, the entire product was built um, based on how Facebook worked. Um, (laughs) But Facebook obviously had no obligation to us to work the same way. Tell me about it. (laughs) Uh, So one day I came into work and I took a look at one of our customers' um, programs they were running and realized it didn't work. Uh, Facebook had removed the required functionality and we were done. So, Shit. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, a, that's how fast it goes. It's a valuable lesson to learn.
1: Yeah. Now, we could have fought through it. We could have found some other things. Um, but in all honesty, we'd kind of seen the market there had swollen up. Mm. Uh, two companies, one Wildfire, one Buddy Media, had both sold for, I believe, something like uh, $400 and $200 million. Yeah, amount, I remember maybe. that. Um, and, and we kind of thought, like, if, if the sort is already happening, um, there wasn't much point in continuing to fight That fight, Mm. Um, but through that we had really discovered the core nugget of what Sasquatch is based on now, which is that uh, marketers didn't want to run sweepstakes and giveaways. Uh, It was just all they could run. Yeah, you know, something. Sorry, something they don't want to, but it's not where they want it to end. Yeah, and we found time and time again marketers were struggling to prove the ROI, to prove the value of these programs. Um, And so we said, okay, how do we connect those those last dots, if you will? Uh, And at this time, we had really just seen the emergence of billing systems as a service. So like Stripe and Recurly and Braintree, these guys were were starting to come to the forefront. So for the first time, we had a standard billing layer that we could integrate with. So we said, this sounds like the solution. We integrated with the billing layer, Uh, we integrated with companies' apps, and then we actually brought out a customer referral program. Uh, that would allow a marketer to create and run a referral program uh, without needing to do a whole bunch of custom development um, and actually be able to show that they were growing their
0: revenue. So, how long did it take from like forming the, the company? And obviously, you mentioned you picked before and mm. uh, the, the collapse of due to yeah. Facebook or whatever. Yeah. Um, how long did it take for you to get up and running with your referral? Program offer
1: Yeah, so we gave ourselves five days um, (laughs) I'm not lying We we gave ourselves five days um, To come up with the idea um, Do all the prep work we possibly could And sell it Uh, You crazy bastards Yeah, no, we we called it the Blue Sky Week Um, Those of us um, that we're, we're still in it after you pick uh, We got in a boardroom We'd still paid rent for the month um, <laughs> So you are good <laughs> We were good We were good We had that covered uh, We got in a boardroom And we had an honest conversation with each other Saying like We don't want to just start new We want to pivot Right mm. We want to like take what we've learned And how do we go with that mm. And, uh, you know, we had learned a few things. One was that um, really we wanted to work with companies that had technical resources. Hmm. We knew the problem was getting easier to solve, but we knew it wasn't plug and play yet. Yeah. Right. So. Um, so you need devs on that side. We need some devs, some some yeah. web development at least. Um, we hmm. knew that, that it seemed very implicit to marketers that word of mouth had value. So yeah. we wanted people that believed that. And so that actually drew us to SaaS directly hmm. because there'd been some strong examples in companies like Dropbox, hmm. um, this is actually probably before Uber's referral program was really big, but whatever. Um, yeah. But there had been big successes and people believed yeah. in it, right? Uh, and then the third one was we wanted someone that could see the revenue. So in UPIC, we would worked with groups like uh, – we promoted like Quinto Tarantino's film Django Unchained. Oh, and, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was great. It was a fun experience. But no one knew how to put value on a trailer view.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: we yeah. just, we were sitting in a situation where, we're, where our goal was so fuzzy that mm. was it worth $100 or was it worth a million dollars? And no one could tell. A million, obviously. Well, of course, <laughs> right? Uh, no, no. But uh, so we, we went ahead um, and did this kind of brainstorming, tried to take these ideas, and then we literally gave ourselves three days to go sell it. Um, and so we picked up the phone, we, uh, sent emails, one of, our, one of our team members actually started on a live chat with a company and over two hours managed to slowly get moved up the chain until they were live chatting with the CMO. No way. Yeah. But, uh, about a, a hundred person company. Um, so like, we, we did whatever we, we could do. Um, and we got a few customers in those five days and decided that that was probably worth it. Um,
0: and then we had to so that was deliver. your viability, your validation. Yeah,
1: so <laughs> it was five days, uh, and three months later, uh, we were live with our first site. Um, wow, it was a rather MVP. Um, analytics came in the form of a spreadsheet every Friday. Um, <laughs> nice, right? There was <laughs> CSV export. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Wow, well, technically it was a database dump that we yeah. formatted. <laughs> um, you know, we uh, there was a login. Like there was a kind of like a main portal, if you will, Mm. um, that had one button, which (laughs) scarily was authorize Stripe. So the only button you could do was give us full access to your Stripe account. So yeah, we had some brave first customers. Wow. So how long ago was this? It's about three years ago, I guess. You
0: come a long way in a short space of time. Uh, It's it's been it's been
1: good. It's been good. It's it's like it is. You know, it's funny because you don't think back about it in the moment. You're always just advancing Mm. right one step in front of the other. Um, but yeah, you now we look at the fact we're serving the the Fortune 500. You know, we're we're globally um, dealing with support, with sales, with, with
0: growth. Um, yeah. So um, to sort of go into a bit more detail, you know, what sort of type of companies did, uh, does your products and services you know, suit now? Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, we, we sell B two B. Yeah. Right,
1: so as a lot, of, a lot of enterprise SaaS does nowadays. But we sell to companies that really sell closer to B2C. To yeah. Um, so, so these it's are companies.
0: B2B to B2C. To B to right, right, exactly. <laughs> so it's
1: like it's as messy as it can be. Yeah. Um, but these B2C companies, you know, we're looking at companies that are high volume, that are transactional, um, you know, that, that have frequent purchases, is what we uh, look for as well. So we're looking for sites where you're going to buy three to a hundred times a year, you know, yeah. where you're not going to talk to a salesperson. Yeah. Right, uh, these kind of things. So think like it might be like uh, as expensive as a flight, and it might be as cheap as a video subscription service. Mm-hmm. But it's all about that consumer, uh, transactional, and volume services.
0: So uh, do they have to be kind of digital based businesses?
1: So they don't have to be digital based, but they need to have a strong digital presence. Yeah. Right. So you know, we really still work through the ideas of, of those digital channels, be that email or messaging mm. or a website or a mobile app. Mm. Um, we still look at that as our key interface point. Yeah. Uh, now, with that said. You know the the Sasquatch platform is a platform. You know mm-hmm. we have a very robust API. Uh, there's many ways you can build on us, and it's actually probably one of my greatest joys is when I see a customer has actually built <laughs> on top of us in a way we never imagined. Yeah. Um, so early on, You're just like Lego, just like Lego. Like, but it, but it's interesting because <laughs> early on we were we had this really clear idea that we were we were a referral platform. Mm. Um, and that we didn't really think about all that other initial value that we brought to the table mm. until we found someone was using us. With, they were no longer uh, – they were not using the referrals at all. They were using us as a reward bank. So we oh, were right. literally a third-party database that you know, has basically an atomically locking, multi-currency banking system that they became available to them. And what? the only reason, only reason we found that out is they sent in a support ticket <laughs> where they had chained together like 14 calls. And they were just looking for the last call to make it all work. And we're like, we could make a single call that does that for you. Yes, this is like, what you're doing is insane. Um, so yeah, so it's really cool when we see that. And that's how we really start to understand that, that there's so much more than just word of mouth. Obviously, word of mouth is really important. Mm. But that uh, marketers today are kind of getting are kind of getting locked out of the products and services they support. So yeah. where you might support a mobile app, unfortunately, a lot of marketers get left really with the landing page. Uh, maybe a sign-up email. If you're lucky, they let you send some notifications, but you probably have to negotiate a lot with product about that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, and their job is becoming more and more about increasing lifetime value versus just getting new sign-ups. And so as they've been locked out, but they you know, don't have any control over. Right. They have no control <laughs> over you know 80% of the customer journey yeah. that actually drives that revenue. Mm. Uh, and so as we've seen that now, we realize the same thing that made us a really powerful referral platform. Uh, you know, that ability for us to let a marketer create a campaign that interacts with the customer, tracks the user product, and ultimately adjusts their bill. Now, that same power is really powerful for uh, acquisition, yeah. uh, activation, revenue, retention, and yes, referrals. And so um, it's kind of cool. that our, It's our customers that showed us that. You know, they, they're the ones who wow. built on the
0: platform and showed us exactly what we needed. So you started off thinking that you, your product did one thing, and you found out because of your customers that they actually did X, Y, Z... Right, and we didn't
1: even have to build anything to, to find that. They literally yeah. were the ingenious ones. You know, They saw enough value that they thought, well, okay, I'll go through this kind of rough little patch here and, and we'll make it work. Um, and now ultimately we've gone ahead
0: and made that a heck of a lot easier uh, for them to do those other kind of programs they want to run. That's, that sounds fantastic. And, you know, in sh- such a short space of time to have come so far uh, in your sort of development of the business. Um, so it sounds like... You started off as just sort like of the referral type business, and now you're spreading throughout the customer lifecycle.
1: Correct, correct. And if you can think about it, in some ways, the referral was the perfect Trojan horse. <laughs> you know, it gave us all the reasons we needed uh, to get into the system, um, and it gave the marketers a great reason to go to their product teams to say, "Hey, we need to install Sasquatch to run this referral program." Um, and now we're there; we can help them with so much more. Fantastic. So.
0: On this journey uh, in SaaS, uh, you know, if you had to highlight one marketing insight that you'd had uh, yeah. along the way, I you must have had many. Yeah, well, some good, some bad, but yeah. What What would be uh, kind of a standout thing for you?
1: Obviously, listen to your customers. Yeah, uh, but of course. I mean, as in any product you build, listen to your customers. Um, but I think one of the interesting things about SaaS, interesting things about SaaS, and, and that we've been building in it up for a little while. Um, SaaS started out as a cheaper version uh, to on-prem software. Yeah. you know, we thought in terms of tens of dollars for your pricing. You know, is it twenty yeah. bucks, fifty bucks, ninety dollars, whatever it is? Uh, but obviously, as we've seen, the enterprise really aggressively start to adopt SaaS, right? And we're still recognizing that SaaS is nowhere near the majority of software sold. No. Um, what we've realized is actually the enterprise customer. Is often really the customer you're building for, mm. where you know you can go from you know you're selling a thousand customers to all of a sudden you're selling one customer for the same amount of money. Mm. You know it's very interesting. You know we uh, early on we were publishing some content, doing the kind of content marketing strategy, and we got a phone call um, from one of uh, the divisions over at Google, and they asked us to bid on an RFP. <laughs> And at this point, we thought we were building a startup tool. Um, we thought we were building something that was, was going to help teams of three, right? And the first phone call, I think there was something like 13 people from Google on it. Um, and there was... You didn't
0: have 13 people. We didn't have 13 people in the
1: company. Like, let's be clear, we did not have 13 Get some bodies people. in here. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. And so um, we quickly learned that actually the problem we were solving um, was substantially more valuable the bigger the company. Yeah. Um and so, you know, the mid sized companies and the, the large companies have uh problems that, that need to be solved, uh and they actually are, are scared to pay you fifty dollars normally. <laughs> you know, that, that idea like fifty dollars yeah, no no commitment. No commitment. You are you really gonna pick the phone up? When I yeah. phone you for the second time yeah. in a week, can you afford to, to take my question? Versus saying like this is gonna make us millions or save mm. us
0: millions, mm. so we're willing to put a reasonable price tag on that. I think people's attitudes to SaaS has changed even in you know, enterprise it used to be the enterprise didn't want to touch it it was mm-hmm. on-prem or nothing yeah uh but now people kind of accept that uh they can't do everything they can't develop everything mm. themselves in-house yeah they can but it's a huge huge expense and, right. and the timelines are horrendous as well well and i think the timelines are often what actually drives it more than anything because they just
1: know the speed at which their competitors are moving uh i mean yeah. Take a look at something like the retail game right now. You know, guys like Jet and Amazon mm. um, have really shaken that space up. And if you're a retailer out there looking at uh, how do you catch up, it's not by starting from scratch and building it yourself. No. Right? Now, I mean, one thing that has happened, though, is with all the data breaches that have occurred, we're now seeing substantially more onerous security requirements on SaaS companies.
0: Yeah, and we've got GDPR
1: <clears throat> coming in. And- exactly. So where we were able to stand up our first... Program in thirty, or sorry, in three months, that's actually going to start becoming much harder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you have to start going through your SOC two compliances. You start being aware it's of it's Good your, though,
0: isn't it? It's higher barrier to entry. <laughs>
1: well, it's good, it's, good if a, you're in. An it's, it's good if you're in. It's good if you're in. Yeah, don't get me wrong, but um, it is it is changing the game a little bit again. Uh, where all of a sudden it's those who can afford to go through those security screenings, yeah. and you know, to do like a, a security audit, it's at least fifty thousand dollars. But it's also your time. When you're an early stage startup, you know, that's the one thing you really don't have.
0: Mm. That's great. Um, I just wanted to uh, ask you a final question. There hasn't been that many questions. (laughs) But um, personal growth insight. So, you know, how do you sharpen your... Mental sore is the mm-hmm. way that I think of it. You know, everybody has their own habits and routines. Yeah, uh, it's very easy to just become mired. Yeah. in uh, the day to day. How do you stay fresh, Will? Yeah, how do I stay fresh? Um, <laughs> I feel like we should have a soap commercial right here.
1: Um, no, no, uh, it's a, it's a good question. Of course, it's a it's a challenge that I think a lot of people uh, work in the day to day of a company trying to grow as fast as possible. Um, you get stuck with a problem you have. Uh, my solution may, may not be great, but what I typically do is uh, I find that uh, days off, stats, you know, yeah. are, are really good days where I, I kind of still – I come in. Uh, I mean I'm very close to the office, but I come in, and I actually – pretty basically like on paper, I have a frank conversation with myself. And so, <laughs> on paper? On paper. So I literally – and it sounds funny, but I literally like, – Dear uh, well. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's, but it's you know basically I list you know, what are the things you know you're doing that you shouldn't be doing. Right. You know, what are the things you aren't doing oh, that you, I like you that. need to do? Right. And you just and you so go self-review. Through. It's basically a self-review. So when everyone else is getting the day off, I'm having my performance review. Right. But my <laughs> boss is <laughs> a real jerk. Right. <laughs> you know, and it's just that it's part, a 360 review. It's a 360 review. We <laughs> review all sides of myself. Um, multiple personalities. <laughs> exactly. But, but that's that's literally the, the best thing I have. And then what I'll do is kind of between those times um, is I'll come in at least a couple times a week and I'll make sure that I read through that document again. And I just so I sit there and I'm like, and I realize like this is the thing we said we weren't going to do. Mm. Okay, you know this is the thing oh, you yeah. said you were going to do. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, all three of us <laughs> have the company. no. Um, and so that's one of the things that that's really really good for me. Um, I mean, there's the normal things of you know you got to be keeping up in your reading. Uh, you've got to be going out to uh, to talks and events and just keeping fresh. It's very easy to think um, you know you're maybe you're growing fast enough right now. Yeah. But the thing is, when you're trying to grow ten percent uh, every month. Mm. Um, it's a lot easier 12 months ago. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. The same tool is probably not going to get you through it you know, no. today. Um, but it's easy to think you, you've kind of got it figured. Um, but no, it, the big thing for me is just those frank conversations with myself. Uh, and I do it in writing because I think the written artifact, uh, when I do go back and look at it... Um, so you record really to... It's like a log then. Yeah, 100%. It's like a log. Mm. Uh, they kind of all comes in uh, um, sequence. They're yeah. oddly sometimes they're rather On cyclical. On paper though, not in the cloud. Well, they're actually in the cloud. <laughs> <laughs> they're on, on electronic, electronic paper. paper. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I just I find that that, that act of writing cool. it down and reading it and reviewing it um, does a, a whole lot. Um, That's a yeah. great tip. Yeah.
0: I've not heard that one before. Yeah, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Will. That's really great to um, to hear about the history of Sasquatch and where you guys are going uh, on your Sas journey. <laughs> Thank and uh, for the uh, insights into your personal growth. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Will. For more info on Sasquatch, please visit www.sasquatch.com. Next week, I'll be talking with Mark Henderson, CEO at project management software, Flow. For more info about this show and to get our links to iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher and YouTube, please visit www.47insights.com slash podcast. And if you have any SaaS marketing insights that you'd like to share on the show, get in touch via that page. Until next time.